Hello, and welcome to the TV Arc, brought to you by the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. Uh, we are, we're back. The first proper episode we've done since uh, our little Too Old to Die Young teaser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I, of course, chatted more in depth with Mayfield, and hopefully people enjoyed that. We're sitting here on a Sunday, uh, the Sunday that Big Little Lies ends kind of the last thing for July, so I figured it, we'd talk about what? Is the series end or season I mean, end? yeah, presumably. I don't. They really don't need to make a third season. I, I don't think anybody wants a third season. I after the first season. I, gotta, after, uh, I wanted to wait for the, the next one to be done. But second season's been a little rocky. I'm waiting to, I'm holding out my overall judgment until tonight's finale. But anyways, you're hearing this the following Saturday, okay? Closing out. July, kind of, we're going to talk about the big event of July that we didn't get to yet, and we haven't talked about it off mic together. We're going to talk Stranger Things 3, season 3, whatever. I like to call now it they're calling three. it 3 because they're like, it's just a movie or it's, you know, God, But it looks like a movie. It might as well it's be. So Anyways, good. okay, so we'll, we'll talk about that, and then maybe we can look at some of the things that are coming out in August TV-wise that we might want to cover, and then I will reveal... The thing that I teased uh, on the episode with Mayfield that you and I are going to do that'll probably start running in late August. Uh, But yeah, so that's what we're going to do. So you want to kick it off? Obviously, you you loved it. I mean, I I expected as much. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, we're we're both pretty much in the bag for it. I had it done in a day. Yeah, I, I, I spaced it out quite a bit. I was definitely way behind everybody like i had already seen the reports of like 40 million households have watched the entirety of season three and i was like i am on episode uh two right yeah now. uh yeah so i had friends in town when it dropped we watched the premiere if you will uh together and then didn't get to any other episodes while they were here so i was putting it off through that and then i got you know tied up with other stuff getting episodes out work etc and I finished it up uh, last week. Last week. It didn't take me that long. And I stayed away from spoilers for the most part, even though there there really wasn't any huge surprises. Uh, there's there maybe one in the finale, but yeah. not, the, not the one you're thinking of, I'm sure. Okay, so, yeah, where do you want to start? Um, we don't have to go episode by episode. Presumably everybody in the world has seen it at this point, so I think we can pretty much say, uh, if you haven't, just, I don't know why you're listening to this episode. I would say, wait, is there anything that you did not like? Let's start with that. Um, I, I really can't think of anything I didn't like. I, I always try to look at what year it is and then what would have been around that year. There's no, like, references to things that would have come earlier, I think. I feel like there's some characters that that are modeled after characters who existed in later properties. Like I read something the other day or somebody put on a form the other day that they think that uh, Billy looks a lot like Rob Lowe's character in St. Elmo's, but I don't know if St. Elmo's is before 85 or not. I can't remember. I've never seen it actually, but yeah, every, I mean, it hit every beat I wanted it to hit. And there's a, there's a particular bit kind of midway through that just really, really got to me that I just, it just, it kind of sunk in and I was like, man, this is, everything as to why I watched this show it it completely this scene like completely like nails it for me and I will probably 
I don't know if there'll be another moment like that if they decide to go past four, but that that was just like I'm I'm good for the, whatever happens after this. I'm fine. It could be complete shit, but this moment, I just just I was like, fuck, this is me, man. I I totally get it. So, okay, what moment are you referring the, to? Um, anyway, it's the scene where. Basically, Will, I don't know what episode it's in, Will's try, been trying to get them to play D&D, and they don't want to. And he goes back to Castle Byers, and he's in the rain, and he just tears it down. Mm-hmm. Because I have always kind of grappled with throughout moments in life of, wait a minute, this is what I do now, but what about all the other stuff I used to do? So, like, when we started, we were in, like, eh, 11, 12, 13 years old, and we were kind of getting more into like video games and movies. Mm-hmm. I had a big like, wait a minute. We used to play with action figures and GI Joes and stuff. And like, you know, we we wouldn't keep them in boxes. We would tear them open and play with them and like and Legos and shit and Brio and all whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I get into my te- my later teens, almost twenties, and I'm more focused into like my car and slowly getting into audio and visual stuff. I'm like, well, I don't really play games anymore. And it's just like. It wasn't so much with a circle of friends because we moved throughout childhood. So, and but once we got back from Japan, we kind of had a core group. Mm-hmm. So the friends part of it, not so much, but just the change in your where you're at in life. And I think the whole, you know, what do you think we're going to just stay in my basement and play D and D forever? And he's like, well, yeah, because I mean that was their kind of their identity for right. most of the first two seasons. And so that change comes, and like after that, he's kind of fine. He gets it. He knows what his purpose is, essentially. He's kind of like their detector. He's the guy that, hey, something's going on here. But just him being emotional about the change that's occurred in his life, I just really thought was brilliant. And I I don't I don't think people give that kid enough credit because he, well, he was kind of not there for season one because he's the main protagonist. And then he's playing two different types of kids in the se- second season. So this one finally being, you know. Well, and I would agree with you. Like, yeah. I was glad to see he gets a lot more to do, and I thought we were going to get even more. But after that big kind of set piece scene, he's pretty much back in the yeah. position of just like he's a like detector for yeah. when the mind flayer is nearby, and exactly. that's it. Yeah. And <clears throat> so I, I 100% agree with you. I think he's the best actor of the core group of kids. Yeah. And I don't think they've properly, like, he again ostensibly is the lead character in the first season, mm-hmm. but the like, and it is so much about the group and the expanded like. Huge, I mean, by the time you get to the end of this season, you see like the sheer amount of like good guy characters we have on our team essentially, mm-hmm. and it's like f- like fifteen characters having a conversation. It's yeah. like pretty crazy. But anyways, um, so that I mean, again, I love that sequence, but Will overall was like once again a little bit of a letdown for yeah, me. Yeah, I can I can agree. Um, I, I guess I'll go in from the top. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Nah. Yeah. I know, uh, right? I, I hardly anybody listens to this. I don't necessarily feel bad about calling the kid out. I, I don't think Finn Wolfhard has the chops that maybe people think he does. Maybe it's the awkward growing pains phase. Yeah. Maybe it's transitional. I don't know, but he was a little wonky for me in season two. And here, I don't know if it's the way it's written and what he's given to work with and to deliver, or 
rush schedule and like maybe you're only getting a first take shot at some of this stuff but that was the one performance that like from the time it started you know we really didn't talk through the opening watching it with my friends and everything and then as soon as it was over i was like yeah this is gonna be an interesting season like is this gonna be the year where like the luster's off kind of some of that yeah and when you get to some of the scenes where they flash back to season one it's crazy dude like you're like oh my god they look so much younger i know right? and this was just three years ago that's why i I'm, guess four technically like shooting wise but still that's why i'm happy they're starting in october to shoot whatever four is because i want well, them to and go i back to back i personally to, do to think it. it it probably needs to be four and done um simply because they're gonna they're gonna age up very quickly they're unless the, they're shooting like four and five back to back yeah I just then you're yeah. gonna run into Game of Thrones where kids are like, because I just want to say up top, do you think if like in like maybe five six years he could totally be like a Joey uh, uh, Johnny Ramone Joey Ramone like you know with all that hair and how skinny and lanky he is in this season, just like age him up maybe could he not? Be, I don't know. Just, I just to, I I thought like it was interesting that he was kind of the main kid from the male core cast that was plucked for like this kid's gonna be a star. And I felt like he was one of the weaker elements of it, chapter yeah. one. Yeah, we can talk about the chapter two oh, trailer yeah, if you oh want to. God, uh, even though this is the TV arc, but yeah. Anyways, okay. Uh, and I thought he he was totally fine in that, but I was like expecting him to really pop in that. And there, it was actually a lot of the other performances mm-hmm. that really like sang for me, if you will. So, anyways, I'll get off of that. He was a little bit of an issue for me. Throughout most of it, but it was pretty much redeemed by the end of the season. Like, I was totally over it. it. As with the second season, which I think when we talked about it, we didn't even have a TV arc feed yet. I'm pretty sure that was on the movie arc, and we paired it with Blade Runner 2049. I think so, I think so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so go check go check out that episode. I'll probably do a Instagram stories and link it through Spotify, because we can do that. Because we're on Spotify now. Yeah. Um, so... I talked about in season two, though, my whole warring with, like, is it just the nostalgia factor? Does it stand on its own legs? And, like, some of my just overall issues with it, my quibbles. And ultimately, I was won over by the end of the season. I was like, no, I'm totally on board with it. And I had my same thing here where it's like, you know, first couple episodes, I'm I'm on board. But some things are a little like, oh, I don't know where this is going. And then just at a certain point. You know, it just starts, I want to say, like, probably around, like, episode four, where it just, like, puts the, the pedal to the floor, if you will, and it doesn't really stop until the end of the season. I think the only issue with that is that some things that are getting set up, like the will angle and everything, get a little shortchanged in the back half when we have to, like, merge everybody together, get all the disparate storylines, you know, mm-hmm. all the little puzzle pieces that we have and put them all together. Uh, which is why I kind of, like, why couldn't this have been ten episodes? I know, right? Could you just we me... had nine last season? Like, mm-hmm. why why couldn't we have had ten? I mean, I guess that just means you're going to get nine in season four because you did eight. I don't know. Eight. Maybe it's a, yeah, and maybe it's just a budget thing, or maybe that's like that's how they had it perfectly crafted. But the other thing, for me personally, the huge thing that I think you lose in that last kind of thrust of story, like last three episodes or so, is Billy. Which I think is, like, my favorite thing in this season. Yeah, totally. And the build-up of him is fantastic. The the change, 
and then the the sauna test episode. Oh, okay? yeah. When they lock him in and everything, they set the trap, and he does, like, the emotional breakdown plea to Max that seems 100% genuine, and I'm like, dude, you like, it's Stranger Things. You don't need to, like, you don't need to go this hard. It's yeah, okay. It's your good but he... He goes like there, man. destroy it, the the best acting that's ever been on this show. I'm sorry, like I take everybody else out of consideration. That is the single best scene of acting I have seen on this show, and then flips it on a dime, and it's like, was that the real him coming out? Was that the mind flare yeah. manipulate? Like yeah, really? I don't even know, dude. And all okay, so blows me away, and then he kind of kind of disappears. Yeah, kind of disappears for a long while. They have, you know. The one other, well, it's not even a physical manifestation of him. The, they're fighting the physical mind flare, like in the in Hopper's cabin later. Yeah, I'm saying they don't really have another encounter with him until he shows up in the car, at the Christine mall. style. Oh yeah, at the mall. Um, and yeah, talk, almost runs down like, Nancy. Talk, but can yeah. we talk about the fast times though? Like his. Oh, 100 percent. I think I told you this. I don't um, know if you're on mic or not, but like, I think we were just talking. Yeah. So they released that early promo. Yeah. Of the pool scene where he's walking by all the moms and they're all, you know, oh, Billy's coming out. You know, and they're playing the music. And it, like, I'm watching that teaser and I'm, just, I'm laughing. I think it's funny and everything. But it wasn't until I was watching the show in context. So I was like, oh, Fast Times. It's literally the same music cue. Of course, he's wearing red. But just like it didn't he's click Phoebe until Cates I was now, yeah. in the moment. And I was like, oh, he's Phoebe Cates. We literally have a Phoebe Cates reference in the same episode with yep. Dustin talking about Susie. His camp girlfriend. And then uh, later okay. at the end, Let's Steve go. buttons it with like, oh yeah, and Fast Times. Fast Times. Like yes. He talks about how great that's his okay. favorite movie. We can go ahead and transition over it. But Billy, I think, gets a little short change in the back half. I want to come back to his finale in a bit. We can we yeah. can save that for a minute. So let's transition over, though, to old, old Dusty Buns coming yeah. back from... Dusty uh, Buns. Coming back from camp. He's also got like the Will thing going yeah, on exactly. of like the group dispersing and even he you know will's the last one left with him there the night he goes to set up the tower and everything and even will eventually bails on him it's like well shit so i love that he goes and just you know quite by accident forges this whole new awesome cool group at the mall oh yeah uh the scoop what scoops troop is scoops that what they're ahoy. calling the, calling scoops them troop? Yeah, no the at the troop. end though the scoops troop scoops troop yeah. Yeah, yeah uh okay so we got steve works at scoops ahoy with uh another probably my second favorite uh new edition oh, yeah, no, and my, second yeah. favorite part of season three yeah uh and her name escapes me right now i know the actress but i don't know the character name. i couldn't i i don't remember her name that's terrible it is terrible oh it's terrible played by maya hawk who i had not seen in anything yet you know who this is right you don't know who this is? Are I'm, you doing the thing where you play dumb? No, no. Or? Who is she supposed to be? No. Do you know who the actress is? No, I don't know. I don't know who the actress is. Okay. Never. You can't discern it from from that name. No, I can't. Even if you think about it for a little bit. Maya Hawk. Oh no. my gosh! What is her name? This is terrible. This is terrible. No. Robin. Rob- Robin. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay. Robin, who is Steve's coworker. Uh, at Scoops Ahoy. It's played by Maya Hawk. You didn't have any moments when you're watching this when you're just like, ah, what, there's something about what is going on with this girl. No. Honestly, I, was, I mean, what, it, okay. I, she looked familiar, but not familiar enough. 
Well, I knew it going in, but even as I was watching it, there were moments that truly tripped me out because I was like, I am hearing the voice and the delivery of Uma Thurman, but in the female body Holy of shit. Ethan Hawke because it's their child. I had <laughs> but, no idea. Yes. That's crazy. So, yeah, I don't... Again, I don't know if you picked up on that, but th- there are some moments, if you close your eyes, I'm like, that's Uma Thurman talking. It's the delivery style, and just a little bit of her voice quality comes through. But again, she looks like, you can see, she looks a little bit more like her dad. It is the craziest blend of, like, two phenomenal actors, and they made a, a really good actress. Yeah, no, dude. But I she's had, got a bunch of stuff coming up. I had up, no idea um, that she was that I'm Uma Thurman and, and Ethan Hawke's kid. That's, I mean, it didn't, I don't, I don't. I'm not saying I should have known that, and I'm. I mean, you said she hadn't been anything else, but like she's her showing well, up. She's, is... No, she's been in a handful. She's about to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, okay. uh, which we'll see later this week. Um, yeah, or we've already seen it by the time you're hearing this. So, are we doing like a go, midnight release thing with that? I'm or? going to the Thursday night screening. If you want to come, what time? You can purchase a ticket. Um, I don't know. We can look that up. Maybe off mic. Yeah, in okay. a minute. we'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, so Robin is awesome and they, uh, okay. So they intercept the Russian signal and everything. That's how she comes into it. She says she can, she overhears it all and says she can help translate. And then eventually Erica, um, Lucas's Lucas's little sister sister is brought in. Um, maybe a little overused for my taste, but I also recognize that like each year you have younger and younger kids watching this show Mm -hmm. and so making it consistently a multi-generational thing where you have the adult characters you have the teenage characters and then you have like you know our core group which is now in that awkward transitional phase and then you have her which is basically she's at the age that they were in season one Mm -hmm. so and they you know thread the whole thing of like she's actually secretly a nerd she doesn't want to be called a nerd but she is like really smart and she's precocious and she's awesome she has some great moments i just think maybe they went back to that well one too many times when i was like you could have been spending this time on a couple other things i.e give me some cutaways to billy what he's what's he doing right now what's up with him i need i need to know i need to know okay my other okay my third these are my three big highlights and then we can go wherever you want to go I don't. I haven't listened back to that conversation about season two. I don't suspect I was. Un, I've ever been unkind to her on mic. Winona Ryder. This this is her best season. Oh yeah. Because no. she's not. She doesn't have to play. She doesn't have a kid. High strung manic. Mom. My child's in danger. Yeah. For the entirety of the run. See, that, you know that was my favorite part because their issue is grounded in reality. And a fear that would have been a huge thing back then. I mean, I guess you could say it's a huge thing now if, if you get into the whole, like, there's Russians that are here, they're working underground trying to unlock a de- demon dimension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anybody, whether it was ISIS, the Russians, the Chinese, the French, the unlocking the demon dimension part, you know, that's a bigger threat now. Back then it was, well, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It's Russians. We don't we don't like that the Russians are here. We still right. have a problem with them. But... Yeah, her her and Hopper's whole thing being grounded in this. There's Russians in Hawkins. We we thought this might have been a thing. This is what they were trying to cover up L with. They're here. I love that. That's their thing. And for most of the most of the season, 
they have no clue anything supernatural is exactly. going on. And no, the kids I, are relegated to that. That well, was one of my favorite things. Well, to be fair, that's definitely something they bring in in season two. And it's kind of part of season one. But it's, you know, the disparate elements all eventually coming together. It's like get all of the generations on the same page. Um, so we can splinter off and kind of talk about the subgroups here in a bit and their individual plots. But I just... Yes, the rain's kind of being taken off of her. I feel like she's just having way more fun, and it's like I remembered why I fucking like love Winona Ryder and stuff so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of her, like the banter with her and David Harbour is fantastic oh, throughout. Man, that's like my but favorite part. Also, the core element of like she gets hooked into this just because she wants to know what's going on with her goddamn magnets. magnets on her fridge. And I love that she just like cannot let it go to the point where, like she's just got to make sense of it. She's got to figure it out. And so she she killed it for me so those are those are my top three favorite things and again the only thing that was a little yes the only thing that was a little wonky for me was again the the short changing more than anything where i feel like i love the pace a hundred percent that's what's so much fun about this show and it does move at such a clip that like you don't really have too much time, especially if you're watching it in a binge, to like linger on like, oh, I don't know how I feel about like this element or whatever. It just kind of eventually overwhelms you. But I do think it could stand, especially for if it's going to be a fourth and final season, I would like just a little bit more time to dwell in the character moments a little bit. Because that's the other thing is... Wonder in the early go longer than an hour though. I thought one or two were longer than an hour. The fine the uh, final episode is one seventeen, but I think everything else is under an hour. Sw- okay, I could have swore there were some. That and they were just fluctuate a bit between over. like fifty five and fifty okay. fifty flat or so. Um, completely unrelated, but something we could talk about is Big Little Lies season two is like. This is barely seven episodes, guys. They're all like forty-five minutes long. I'm like, it. It is very much like, did you, did you really have enough story to stretch over this runtime? But it also simultaneously feels like it should have been way longer. And there's all the -the behind-the-scenes hoopla with it being recut and like, yeah. I'm about to. We'll talk about that that after. Yes, after you finish it, it, and of course I'll have better feel or you know a better feel for it tonight. Okay. So, pick pick a group. Uh, we'll just keep going. Magnum P. Hopper and um, Joyce. That's okay. my. That's like Hop- they're back and forth, and like his. I don't know. Have you seen the stuff online about how trending about like how everybody's into like how big he is now? Like he's gained like a little bit more. But he just I don't know if it was like bulking up muscle for Hellboy or what it was, but like he's just physically bigger uh-huh. and, and imposing, which I like. And then of course. He's watching Magnum P.I. He gets the shirt. I think Gelman it was... calls him Magnum P.I. I just... I don't know why. I just love it. Just cutting-edge stuff. I He had some great moments. It's a, it's a little bit for me, personally. It didn't go over the line. But some of this is like, dude, when you got a spice that's that good, you don't need to overuse it. Like, yeah. I, we all love Hopper. But, like, if you do too much... Like too much winking at the camera, sort of stuff. It you could go overboard. I'm just saying. You're gonna pierce brows and choke on the hot jambalaya. I get it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry. Hot jambalaya. Hot jambalaya. <laughs> allergic to pepper. Why the fuck would you ever order jambalaya if you're allergic to pepper? Yes. 
please no spice i'm allergic to pepper <laughs> give me the jambalaya because i want bland <laughs> sausage and rice on my plate that's always just to- totally took me out of the movie man now but as a no as a child i was like like, this guy doesn't like pepper this is fucking james bond like (laughs) what what's wrong with him oh god it's mr lundy yeah (laughs) that talk about all the like innuendos that go completely over your head as a child though she keeps a sledgehammer in the bedroom (laughs) a jackhammer what is long after mr doubtfire died did you never Never again. <laughs> trying to keep his wife from fucking. Yes, I mean that is that is really the crux of that entire movie. Yeah, like yeah, not... he wants to spend time around the kids He's and like win them over again. W- but if we're being real, Pierce Brosnan, it's that simple. Yeah, yeah, and become like the world's greatest TV host in, for of the Dinosaur Hour. I love that movie, dude. Prosky. Oh yeah. Scotch. It's a double <laughs> yeah. bully. Go look. Please go listen to Manhunters. Please. <laughs> Please. That's our long-winded plug. For yeah, me. it's over on the movie arc. That's also a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. But I anyway, so there, there's a there, yeah. Here, right. Here's my, a few, here's my here's my other thing. Thing it, I kind of realized. You know, first season we I feel like we were definitely looking at him as like this is kind of all the great Kurt Russell Carpenter protagonist kind of rolled into one with, a, with like with the a, perfect amount of Jack Bur- with a little bit of what? A little bit of Indiana Jones with Sh- a hat and, for sure. This season. 110% he is one character to me thrill me no oh, okay he is yeah, yeah. he is tom atkins yeah. in night of the creeps 100% i was like With no the- that's the trajectory yeah. now i'm like he's not nearly as cool as kurt russell <laughs> he's still cool in his own special small town way but but, yeah. but that is the vibe the tom atkins vibe yeah no i get it tom atkins with a, like i said with a with a dash of uh tom Selleck. For sure. Because as soon as I got done watching this, Magnum P.I. was on uh, Prime. So I watched the first two episodes and I was like, man, I don't, I never, I've never seen an episode of this show. Let me take a look at it. And it was, you know, speaking of things we could have spent more time on, I would have liked to have seen him and Elle watching, uh, you know, Miami Vice. Yeah. That would have been a cool scene. (laughs) I don't know. um, You know, Elle and I watch Miami Vice. It's on at eight. So um, I maybe have to change. (laughs) I just love the the one of my favorite things from season one that I just I always think about when it comes people mention the two of them I'm, he's just like Joyce come on like he's just so like woman get in the car he's so like that yeah. and then okay. you move to this season where it's like not so much of that but there's just still this like facetious snide like oh whatever to like anything she says because he's just so upset that she doesn't want to like just yeah restart what they had in high school. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's so, I don't know. And do, they, they again re- reach the brink of just like, okay, guys, like just get them together. But it worked for me because they do sell and Winona Ryder totally sells that she's still kind of reeling from the loss of Bob. Oh yeah. And you show us just a little bit of Sean Astin and you're you like, I mean, he was fantastic last season. He was one of the highlights. So it gave them enough ground to like essentially start Joyce and Hopper back from zero once again. Yeah. So their thing kind of starts mainly because he needs advice about like separating Mike and Eleven because their romance is burgeoning and blah blah blah. That stuff was a was little too cute. a little too cutesy, but then the way that it ultimately ties into the finale, it makes sense like me. it it, it works for me in yeah. retrospect. So they're on their track. They eventually 
find the underground base. He's already fought the Russian Terminator like once by this point. But I think it's the second time they encounter him. And then that's where they meet, what is it, Alexei? Yeah. They get him out, take him to uh, Murray. Murray. Dude. Brett 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 Gelman is just... Have you watched Fleabag? No, is he in that? I've, yes. I've heard you talk about how great Fleabag is, so I need to probably need to It's incredible, it. particularly him in season two. It's just, I mean... But every time I think of him, I think of the other guys. Who is he in the... I haven't watched you, other guys in forever. You come into my house, you get my wife's name right. Her name is Christina. <laughs> I did things with you that I've never done with her. You are lucky. Who wants some Arnie Palm? <laughs> okay. And then he chases them like four miles down the road. <laughs> That's just what I think of, but now I'm slowly he, getting to him in Stranger Things. Yes. yes. Basically, love, Fleabag, and I'm trying to think of like what the trifecta is, because he's really, by the end of this season, I'm like, he's not, it's not an iconic Gelman douche performance. Yeah. Um, Because they build in this great little like relationship with him and Alexi, mm-hmm. he kind of softens on his conspiracy theory, all Russians are scum sort of thing. And very quickly they build up that character and kill him off and like manage to make me like give a shit. Yeah. Which was super well done. Okay, so that's kind of, and they Alexi, not Gilman, he's still alive. Just yes. For he is people still who alive. haven't seen it. But he totally spoilers. sells that scene, like yeah. uh hundred percent. And Winona, of course. So they eventually on their end, you know, they hook back up with the kids and then they're on the uh the mission to shut down the machine that that the Russians are using to reopen the the gateway as it were. Okay. So, where do you want to go next? You want to go back to the mall? You want to go with uh where do you want to go? Let's go to the mall. Okay. Robin Sparkles. Okay. So, we find oh, out Oh shit, I just <laughs> That was a how I met your mother joke and it totally and fits I... for Robin the 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 scoops of white. Yeah. No. Oh, I didn't no. even think about it. Crazy. Okay, so that mall is dope, and that is like the best. Like it's the best. I will put it up to this. It's like when you want to go nostalgia mall shit. Like you got Dawn, you got Mall Rats, and you got this. This is my opinion, because like Mall Rats to me holds this weird place of like I could totally like. I remember the mall they're using. Totally would be one I would love to run around. All that maybe I don't know. Maybe you could do Mister Nice Guy or First Kid. I don't know, but. Yeah, the, for you, some reason I just went clueless in my head, but there's really only like two scenes. But it's it's probably because they do go to the gallery, right? Like, or maybe like T two's got a great mall scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um, movie malls. I was throwing. There's it to a top you. ten. <laughs> yeah, I was throwing. That everybody's it to, dying to hear. I was throwing it to you to talk about the new Jane Silent Bob trailer, but we'll do that later. Um, again, yeah, movie arc. But no, the the way they framed it up, the way it looks, just everything looks. So yeah, I perfect. love it. I, I love the they... early shopping montage. I love kind of the early thrust of the season before there's any things kind of take the turn where like everybody's got to be now focused on the mm-hmm. real narrative. Almost wish we could have dwelled in that a little bit, like maybe one more episode before shit hits the fan. I don't know. Yeah. But again, these are minor, minor quibbles. I love all the mall stuff, them decoding the Russian and like, you know, where she goes out and pieces the entire code together. All of that stuff was great. And basically, they discover they got the Russian base underneath the mall. It's all a giant front for them to bring in the energy source that powers the machine. 
okay. which which they were helped by the farm boy himself, Carrie Hughes. He was. Is that how we're saying it? Carrie Hughes. Elways, Elways. I've always said Elways, but I've never heard anybody actually say it out loud. Carrie Hughes uh, is what I've always heard so people say. This is another one of our. Is he? Is he really an '80s icon outside of Princess Bride? In my head, he's more of a '90s guy, but yeah, maybe but that's just because of what we grew up on. What else was he in Rob, in the 80s besides that? Well, that's what I'm saying. I have that's, no idea. That's kind of what I'm asking. But, I mean, he makes a great Dread Pirate Roberts. I'll give him that. Well, 100%. But, I mean, we grew up on Men in Tights, of course. Liar Liar, which was on cable yesterday. Yeah. Caught a little bit of Jerry doing his shitty version of The Claw. <laughs> fucking loser, man. Okay. I have um, something for you, young man. It's The Claw. <laughs> and then I do remember... Oh, yeah. I forgot about Kiss the Girls. What about Crush? The Crush. That's... Yeah. That's the 90s. And, of that course, Saul. The, again, he's more of a 90s icon yeah. to me. Than I wonder else. if it was so just let's like... Look at, let's look at the 80s album. They needed someone close to Matthew Modine, but not Matthew Modine, because he's either dead or not dead. We don't know what the deal is with him. Well, we can talk about what happened to Brenner, for sure. Yeah. So, But they wanted you to establish that, like, oh, these nice, you know... Yeah, he cut, has, like, like uh, what, literally Princess Bride in 87, and then all of it. All of it is 90s that you think of. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, shit. I forgot he was uh, crazy in that. The Jungle Book, the one with uh, Jason Scott Lee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Everybody forgets about that one, but it was actually really good. Oh, I enjoyed that one way more than the uh, the one. Twister, that... of course. He's in, But, yeah, he's way more of a a 90s guy. But he so does. So it's interesting to see him brought in here, but, you know. Again, I think you got to You don't go, question it. You're just like, who, who, oh, who, I like seeing him here. Who are you going to get? That kind of still, like, you can kind of just on look alone look at him and be like, well, he's obviously going to be a bad guy. Because he's clean cut, you know, nice hair, politician or in some sort of position of power. And is, you know, like we like we said, he's the whole reason why the Russians have been able to move all this stuff into Hawkins. And you get a little bit of like, oh, Jim, he basically forced me off my land. Like, what the hell? You get a little bit of that, just enough to thread the needle of, wait a minute, there's something going on here. To the point that. You know, I I don't I don't know what I thought was going to be. I didn't really rec- recognize him in the trailers for it. I didn't pay attention. Like, oh, that's him. But as soon as you get to him, I, like, I remember oh, yeah. hearing that he was announced as one of the, yeah. like, the big new people that they were bringing on. Okay. So I, I love all the stuff with him. Um, the showdown with Hopper, like, putting the finger in the cigar chomper, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, but anyways, back to the mall. They discover the plot. They they go in. Eventually, Steve and Robin uh, are held hostage and shot full of truth serum. This is one of my favorite sections oh, yeah. of the season. Their chemistry together is fantastic throughout. And then where it ultimately goes and the reveal, I thought was just so, season, so well done. So perfect. Uh Yeah, but just, you know, Steve has pretty much fallen head over heels and completely misread everything and she's been, like you know she's been thinking about someone that's right in front of me it's like oh no like yeah i, I was mad she was looking at you because i wanted to look at me <laughs> and it, you see him she, process it and it's she's gr- a girl. some great like that's that some was great my joe curie acting my favorite just like, yeah, bit yeah. but wait she's a girl and then yeah. right back right back into joe and like i i love that i think it's perfect it's also why when we get to season four Again, give me some more time up front. I just want to see them being able to hang out and be kids a little bit 
before all the crazy shit happens. Yeah. Like, this is one of the only shows I think of that's like you saying, I I just want to exist in this world with these people for a little bit. The show could just be that. There could be no drama. It could be a office-style day in the life of the people in Hopkins that I've seen from this, I've and I could couple, be perfectly fine with that. I've heard a couple other podcasts, and people have written about it, that it definitely could have could have taken on the structure of like a network version of this show yeah. where it's 22 episodes and a lot of it is just the kids hanging out and like some creepy stuff going on in the background throughout the season and you build to like a mid-season crazy thing happening mm-hmm. and then the back you know, like, of the season is just yeah but it's not constantly there. just like the mind flare and like this big overarching thing that's coming back Every single year, essentially. Well, I mean, like, technically, it's just two years because I'll give you that yes. the first one was just a demogorgon, and like I liked, but I liked the progression of. Oh no! This agreed, thing that's and I, I don't feel like I'm the, being shortchanged. The other that. thing I will say, um, they kind of teased beforehand. They were like, "This is the grossest season. We're going for like, you know, more Cronenbergian, more Romero influence." Of course, they're go- going to uh, Day of the Dead oh, I love in that. the opening. Um, which was great. On that note, we will come back. Never mind. Screw it, because I should have done this earlier. That was one of my disappointments. What's that? They, th- you throw me so much zombie stuff in here. Mm-hmm. You thread the needle of like the townsfolk being built up as like so many of them have been taken over, and yeah. we never got that scene. Oh yeah, that's honestly like I- that complete is completely dropped. See, that's what I, uh, that's, that's where I say, I know you want to bring the, they bring them. Why was there the, not a horde at the mall exact, while they're uh, dealing with all of that? Fucking brothers, man. That's what I wanted. Like I want it because you can still here. You can still bring the mind flare. Cause he, they're a hive mind. All that. We see that plenty of times have all of them in the mall meeting and Steve and them come up. Other people come there, Hopper and them come there, and it's like, what are we doing? Oh, we got to fight these things. And you have a whole, like, first, like, last part of a, of an episode, 10 minutes of them just, like, everybody doing what they can to blow these things away, and they're done. They're on the ground, nothing happens. Then they're like, look, I'm going down here, I'm going down there, and as people break off to do their different bits, that's when this thing materializes. It doesn't come after. You transplant them in the woods in the cabin for... A showdown at the mall with the zombie horde, you know, maybe you have to have some motion beats of like, oh my God, that's my, that's, you know, so-and-so's well, that's mom that's what I'm saying. Isn't the instinct that the whole point of their plan is to take out the mind flare, destroy the, all of this with the intent that all the townspeople will return to normal, essentially. Yeah. So they would probably be trying to actively avoid just killing them like a zombie horde. I'm just saying I needed at least the imagery of like, what happened with that giant horde? It we opened that one episode where the uh, carnival has started, and um, like Mike's little sister is in the Ferris wheel, and she notices the trees moving. Now, what that is is the mind flare, and then the they're woods. going in the cabin fight. But what I initially thought that was was a mass of you know yeah. the people who had been overtaken coming in to like overwhelm. All of the people at the carnival I'd that like, we care about, yeah. Because I, mean, I really just want in that horde. We really exactly care about. it. It kind of stretched credulity. I mean, again, I 
I'm not sitting there watching this with like a total stickler brain no, like I do with not. a lot of stuff. But it stretches a little bit of credulity where you're just like, it's it feels way too contained for yet the third crazy insane thing that has happened in this town. But where I it's do, like, but I do like how they do, do wrap it up at the end though. I can appreciate that because yeah. Not only do they mention Bob, and they mention Bob finally this time because nobody mentions shit about him dying in the first one, in the second season. Yeah. They're like, oh, Barb, yeah. But like when they wrap it all up, oh, it's so crazy. Satanic panic. This is what's going on. This crazy yeah. town. Welcome to hell. No, they, I, I liked all of that stuff. Again, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's only with a little bit of remove. Again, we're sitting here a couple weeks down the line. As we always you, But are. again, you watch it all in one shot, and it was a blast. It's exactly the purpose that I feel like it's meant to serve. It comes in, it gives you that like summer classic summer movie feel mm-hmm. that maybe you don't. Yeah, we just nobody have, else is trying to if, touch if in the we, theater yeah, right now, if, which is so weird. If we haven't to talked me. about it, this thing like, looks amazing. Particular, I mean, throughout, yes, it, it looks like millions and millions of bucks. But the finale with the mind flare in the mall and the fireworks going off. The firework fight, which builds to the climax of, like, Billy basically self-sacrificing to save Elle, who doesn't have her powers at this point. Who he's never met. Yeah. Like he's never seen before today. Yeah. That's, like, to what extent does he, is he conscious of what's going on, that's though? Because like, he's been seeing her throughout. visions this, and yeah. stuff, yeah. So, but it makes sense because, I mean, they never interacted together. Because right. whenever... They, whenever he comes to look for his sister in the, the second season, they're already gone. They're already Elle's already gone with Hopper to, to close the whole the portal or mm-hmm. whatever, or the hole in the, the space time or whatever it is. And he's never, they've never, they've never met as just two people in the world. It's only been her in his mind, her doing her little thing where she can find people. Right, but I mean that's why I took it as like he was at least privy to what had been going on and like what the thing's ultimate goal was, and that's why he. That last shred to of save her and everything. Exactly. Because there is that bit with, with Mike's mom where he's like, stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. Like, and that's like, again, I thought his, like his ultimate end, that's the thing that really hit me emotionally in the finale more so than the final beat that we'll get to in a second. But so that sequence culminates with that. But yeah, when they have all the fireworks going and they're fighting it off, I was like, this, I mean, looks as good as any recent, oh, like, yeah you know, crazy sci-fi movie I've seen. I thought the effects, I started to make this point earlier, but them saying like, we wanted to do more like Cronenberg, like creature, crazy looking, like very gory over the top. They, they, they definitely delivered on that front. Like, and by far the most violent season thus far. And it, it, but still um, managed to keep a lot of the stuff like the taking the, taking people to the mind flayers thing on earth and like, you know, having to eat, it was still hidden in the dark, very mm-hmm. all of the thing and stuff. The rats exploding were crazy. You know, there's yeah. a lot of beats that's like, I'm glad they didn't show there's, because I'm, I'm just. We haven't mentioned him yet. What? I was going to say there's Jake Busey exploding. Oh my that God. That hospital scene. Nancy. Jeez. Just like, I mean, yeah. can we cast him as Freddy Krueger? Oh God. Yeah. And I don't know why that never occurred to me, but Busey. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that works to make 100%. Let that go. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, to you just mentioned, I completely forgot about their whole that Jake newspaper Busey job. was in there. Yeah. No, that he, I knew he was in there, but I completely forgot about their well, whole newspaper. I can job tell thing. you the sec, the second that I saw him in the newspaper, because I knew he was in this season. 
And when I saw him in the newspaper office, I was kind of surprised, honestly, because I was like, okay, I, t- I was like, he cast Jake Busey, I'm expecting. Something. Villain of some kind. Yeah. Most likely. So the whole time, they're building up the, you know, discrimination, the state of female affairs in the 80s, all that stuff with Nancy. Uh, I'm like, I know, I know the turn is coming at some point. And once they've introduced, of course, the idea that it's now infecting townspeople and everything, I was like, okay, when's it coming? So eventually we get to a hospital sequence where Jake Busey has been taken over by the Mind Flayer, and he's pursuing her. And so he's going after her. Jonathan's fighting off their boss at the paper, uh, who Billy and the boss's daughter took over. That was a great scene as well. And I think that was like a big, that's like the end of an episode. Yeah, because 11, well... I guess even then he's technically taken over, but like Eleven and Max show up and they're like, oh yeah, we're fine. Like nothing's wrong. What are mm-hmm. you, she's so worried. And like the fact that Max isn't like, bro, you are, what the fuck, man? You have never been this nice to me. What is right. going on with you? But like, I think she gets it. She's like, wait a minute. This is, there's obviously something going on or something wrong here. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, but when they take them out and they melt down and then they form a creature and everything, like all that, all of that stuff, all the effects work in oh, general, yeah. I was really impressed by. I feel like even if we go back to season one, some of it might be like not have aged spectacularly. Well, because but... it's one guy in a suit, and they didn't have a, the the special effects budget oh. was non-existent in that, which I get. Okay. And the stuff that they pulled off with it, with the the truck flip and the the floating and all that, and the mind stuff was great. For it, sure, it didn't have a it it didn't have a low budget feel, but it was definitely a low budget like doing it any means you can. Very rodriguez carpenter-esque vibe to the production at least for Um, me with what i've read and listened to so i get do you want to go ahead and just kind of hit the the big thing and what everybody's speculating on and all that sort of stuff or is there anything else you wanted to shout out um let's see in particular that you loved i did love the back and forth of like the teen the tween teen romance stuff of like dump his ass lucas and i have been broken up a million times and like the bits of like him trying to give advice. You didn't do anything wrong. This is all her. Like, how'd you feel about the other big, you know, last season we had the big meta moment of Lucas telling Max the story of season one, basically. Mm -hmm. And her reacting like it was a little derivative, you know, that whole moment, which I enjoyed show kind of calling itself out. How did you feel about the big meta moment in this one, which is also tied into product placement? It's like we're all we're fucking calling it out. So like, like what are you, are you really gonna give us that much it's like shit? Carpenter's but, the thing. Is it's like, is the original good? Yes, but the remake. Yeah, I. How can you drink that stuff? I love it, man. Because like, there's I a, thought it was great too. And again, the fact that they stopped to do that in the midst of like. They're in a you know there were well, I think we're one episode away from the finale mm-hmm. and it's just like nope we're gonna take a beat for this I thought it totally played and again some people have called out like there's too much product placement in this thing and I'm like what like for new what? Coke really okay no I'm just like what else would you it's like the biggest show that's the biggest it's draw the biggest of this phenomenon there is and it's also a an avenue where you can organically just totally tap into nostalgia what company does not want to be a part of that like well there was and like one, there it was would also be weird there. if they're sitting there like drinking some made-up off-brand thing that like takes it out of 
quote unquote the real world and all the references that they're already playing with. Yeah, it's like one of my friends that was watching it told me they picked up on the fact that there's a couple shots where you can see a a store and it's obviously a Claire's in the very background, but the sign wasn't over it enough. Mm -hmm. And so I had a debate of, well, when did Claire's become a thing? Like, was that, has that been? Claire's been around like since the late 70s or something. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so what's the big deal? Claire's has been around for forever. And they're like, oh, okay. And I mean, I, I'm assuming the only reason why, and I have to look it up real quick. Like, I'm assuming the only reason why it's called Scoops of Ho- Scoops Ahoy is the fact that maybe Baskin and Robbins wasn't a thing back then, but I don't know when it actually started, um, because it could have been, you know, God, I don't know. Okay, okay, let's let's move towards the finale. You can keep looking this up, but yeah, let's, so we let's wrap this up. So. Everybody's in their positions. Billy's already done the self-sacrifice thing. Hopper and Joyce are about to turn the keys, and they get interrupted. We haven't really talked much about the Russian Terminator. Any any thoughts? I loved it. I loved the I loved the look. I loved the attitude of it all. I was just like, this dude is a hundred percent Arnold in Cer- this movie. Certain angles where I had to do a double take. Yeah, could have had him be. I mean, I don't know why no one tapped him to try and be in any any other Terminator since, unless he just started looking like this. No idea <laughs> who that guy is, like but this. you know, uh, their first fight, pretty bad. I thought that was one of those early things in the show that I was like, "What?" It's like this feels a little rough. Mainly the sound effects. Go back and watch that first fight yeah. when they're in the lab, the remnants of the old lab. Yeah, and he comes in and like beats up Hopper in the dark. It is like some straight up network television like you know just listen to the sound effects in that scene versus like everything else okay really jarring for me where i was like this is bad this is not well choreographed i get that it's supposed to be a scuffle but the punching impacts are like it's like mortal Kombat or something dude like just just go watch that scene again but they they redeemed it eventually even though i feel like they kind of just fought each other throughout the season with no real escalation to the fights themselves until you get to the very end. They fight like four times, right? When he gets jumped, when they're at the house, when he puts the the diehard reference, you won't shoot me. You're a policeman. Policemen's have rules. Like oh, total yeah, yeah, yeah. diehard when he's got the gun on him. And yeah, no, they out. fight down there in the bunker. They fight, they don't necessarily fight in the funhouse, but he does basically like they, put a bunch of bullets. Yeah, but he does fight. wind up putting like a whole clip in. And I him. yelled immediately at Hopper, where I'm just like, seriously, shoot you didn't shoot this guy in, in the head. Yeah, you did. You you literally emptied a full clip into his chest. What are we doing right here? Yeah, what are we doing? I know it's technically a like hard PG thirteen, I guess, but. Come on. You mean you got to have, I mean, you got, that would have been the thing is if you did shoot him and you saw something hit his head, but it's like, it's grazed dun, dun, off, dun, 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 dun. but it's grazed <laughs> yeah. off and you're like, oh, he, Hopper tried to shoot him, but the guy moved just enough to where like, that it would be interesting. It, Anyways. Now it's not like a, now it's not like a fucking mission thing. It's like, it's a personal thing. Like you fucking, you, I just, you know, I thought it was again, a little odd that they hit that so many times that they had. So many of these sequences with them fighting, but there really didn't feel like any escalation to their dynamic between each other other than just like, oh shit, it's this big fucking Russian guy again. I guess I got to fight him. And I just, I would have liked a little bit more dynamic stuff, maybe building up to it or just lose one of them in favor for focusing on anything else. But the finale one, 
where they duke it out in the machine room, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll see you in hell. Yeah. <laughs> Something goes haywire after there where there is some clear separation between everybody on one side and where Hopper is standing in relation to the machine, right. okay? He gives Joyce the knowing look. She flips the switches, okay? Everybody else gets zapped. We don't see any remnants of Hopper. Presumably it's over. It's all over. Paul Reiser comes in just to just to just take a look at everything. Yep. Um, I do love that though because I remember we were talking about like you see Paul Reiser and he even said it on one of the um I watched one of the Beyond episodes. He's like, I think a lot of people look at me. Oh yeah, and we were totally think, expecting him I'm to go a, to go bad, and he, well, he like he even says that you look at me and you think I'm a bad guy, and I like to be able to play with that because I'm inherent. I mean, I'm a remnant of what happened here the last season, but I I don't I don't have any nefarious. I am a good guy. I'm trying to help. But yeah. Everybody sees me and they think, oh, this guy's untrustworthy. He's like, I don't know when that happened, but. I can dig it's it. It's literally like just world. because of aliens. Because it's, I'm like it. mad about you. Like that's no. that's your other big big thing. Diner maybe? Is he a shithead in diner? Not anymore. So some of the oh my god, what is the Tim Daly line in diner? Tim Daly? Wings. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know he was in diner. You should watch Diner sometime. It's a good movie. Have you seen? I've been watching Wings. That's TV. I can tell you. Yeah, I've been rewatching all of them. Maybe. Yeah, no, it popped up and Veronica was like the hell is wings and i was trying to explain to her like what wing i was she's like why is it called wings i was like they work at like a shitty small airport and everything i was like you know the show monk she's like yeah kind of i was like tony shalhoub that's where he i was like which i I was like thomas hayden church i don't know if you know who these people steven weber like which i did say i was like the the other jack from the shining tv movie the one who's not jack nicholson the the guy was just in the perfection so i was like soon as i saw i was like oh god damn it he's gonna be fucking a bad guy in this yeah uh, huge problem with that movie that it telegraphs literally every move it's gonna make like 10 minutes before it makes it yeah but um, chief of which is casting Steven Weber and not expecting me to think that he's going to be a scumbag. Yeah. But it, in watching fucking wings, they introduce Antonio as a restauranteur. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not his name in that, but like he's in a, a Valentine's Day episode, a classic. Oh, my God. Switch. Nobody knows what's going on. Lovers or Starcross, whatever. And then he becomes like a cabbie. I don't know. Was it our vampires episode where we teased a wings we took the cast of Wings to do something. Yeah, I think we did. To no, recast. Wings of Darkness. Was it Prince the Prince of the Darkness? Darkness yeah, of of Carpenter, and we recast it with the cast of Wings. <laughs> okay, I don't know how we got here. Uh, Stranger Things three. Yeah. Oh, did Hopper. Hopper. Sorry. Okay. Hopper. So, we cut to six months later. Hopper Hopper gone. Hopper's gone. Okay. L has been taken in by the buyers. Buyers are moving out. Something they mentioned earlier in the season pays off Which here. was a nice emotional I, beat. I did like him trying to say, I want you to feel like this can still be your home. You can still be safe here. Yes, we get, like, the, we get not... the final letter from Hopper, which yeah. is which is great, and it's an emotional beat and everything. But the whole time I'm watching it, even though it plays for me, I just, I'm not buying that he's gone, gone. Okay? No. So I'm, that's not what's hitting me. It's more of the, kind of what we talked about earlier, the, you know, the kids growing up, moving mm-hmm. on, literally having this, you know, goodbye of the kids and they're all just like openly weeping and everything. I'm like, it just, all of that totally hit me. And they play Heroes again, oh, which God. is very, that version at least is very deeply tied to the show at this point. So 
we get all that and it sends us off on a very emotional like a down note but also a very curious note of like where do things go from here i don't i don't know we're in very interesting territory are we going to stay in hawkins are we going to follow them to wherever they're moving to is that where the next season's going to be set is it going to be around thanksgiving and it's going to be like you know mike and uh lucas whoever's staying goes to visit for thanksgiving and whatever ensues ensues but it's not Directly in Hawkins, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or they they have to come back to Hawkins eventually. Uh, but yeah, so we get all that, and the credits roll. And then we get a post-credit sequence uh, with, with some more Ruskies. Mm-hmm. And Which is where we started. I do like that. I like that we started yeah, in the Russians. Yeah, I forgot to mention that we, yeah. Well. Yeah, no, we start in 84, a year before... As the events of one are taking place, the Russians are doing work, and that's when the mechanism backfires and shatters, like, implodes everybody and, like, flips them inside out. And he says, you have a year. And then we cut to a year later. No, I understand. That machine is in Russia, though. That is not... I thought it came up and told you you were in Russia. I thought it comes up and says Russia, 1984. It probably does. For some reason, I took that to mean that yeah. we were on. That was the the lab that they then had to rebuild under the mall. I don't know the idea that they built all of that shit in like a year and got a new one up and running. Well, you think about it. I, if from we don't time, have we don't have to debate it. Whatever. But who do you think's in the Who do you think's in the fucking prison cell? Let's just we got I got to wrap it up, man. We gotta go. I mean, who do I who do I want it to be? I want it to be Hopper. Who do I think's in there? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, I want it to be Hopper. So you think he just like shot out the other side, and they apprehended him? Like he just popped out on the Russian side? Like what? What do you I, think? How did, how does he? How is he in that prison cell? I think that because of the Back to the Future reference three times in this movie or this season. I think somehow he time traveled and got shot over to where they're. So not only is it like a you can open this, but if you have two on each side of something, you could shoot something between two. Like a Stargate. Kind of, yeah. Maybe. A little bit. I don't know. Which, I mean, James Spader next season, who knows? Okay. But I I like the idea that he is in the upside down. Yeah. And trapped there, and we're going to have to go get him. With that idea... I think it. you leave it where it could be an as-yet unintroduced character, or it can be a reintroduction of Brenner. I like that. Or, if they really want to go here, even though it seems like they completely dropped it, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's another American with some telekinetic abilities. Maybe it's sister. Elle's sister, yeah. or any other character that you wanted to bring in to like reintroduce that as an element. It seems like they pretty much dropped that because... They respond to how fans feel, and that was the one thing everybody was down on in season two, so they just didn't even mention it here. So whether they want to thread that back in, because I know there's just as many people who now are like, well, it feels weird that, like, you know, you didn't bring that in, because I thought we were going to have a giant horde of these zombies, essentially, Mm -hmm. more creatures coming up, and it's like, Elle cannot handle all of this on her own. She's got to make a call. Yeah. To her sister and her team, and like now we got a bunch of pe- superpowered people and normal people all working together. I thought that's maybe what we were building to, but clearly See, they I, did not want to go there. I like the idea 
and I know that it's Stranger Things and it is the upside down and all that. Either he's stuck in the upside down and they go get him, or he was put there, and whenever they caught that monster that they were feeding people to, somehow he was either being chased by it or they went in after it and he saw an opening and came out and was thinking, oh, I'm going to get out, the hole's still here, and it's like, oh, shit, I'm in Russia, you know? Because mm-hmm. they have that one that they've they've caught or whatever, whoever, God knows when they've when that happened. But the idea of him being there, I think it's one of those, you could do it either way. You could have him stuck in the upside down. You could have him lost in that cell. But I think for season, my if you're going to wrap it up, finally, just, just to be finally, to like still have it as Stranger Things, but to be, you know, kind of more of a, I don't know if you want to call it like a, a, what kind of an ending you would call it. I like the idea that, yes, this is happening between America and Russia, but this isn't the only places in that country where this is happening. So you could have one or two other facilities that just only one kid survived. So instead of, like, just Elle, you could have Elle, her sister, and someone else. Or maybe they move closer to where her sister is, and her sister gets, you know arrested or gets killed somehow and it's because there's other russians who have this like telekinetic ability that l does and it's not so much monsters in the upside down it's you know fire starter dead zone telekinesis like telekinesis like battle between smaller groups and it's like you have the good guys in america with that have to team back up and then the bad guys in the other dangling thread is her not having her powers anymore and the fact that she got infected for a little bit. Yeah. And I'm kind of wondering if that's going to come back into play and that it stayed on the outside again and now L is the villain of season four. And we have a mind flare with telekinetic abilities or, you know, I, I don't know. Something like that. I enjoyed it. I would say... Season one, just simply because of the, you know, kind of came out of nowhere, essentially. I feel like it was just kind of a word of mouth thing. Because mm-hmm. I definitely did not watch it when it first premiered. And then I remember just, like, binging two or three episodes in one night and calling you and being like, brother. Like, yeah. Holy shit. The brother, so, the Duffer brothers couldn't find it on Netflix. They made the thing. Yes. And the algorithm did not <laughs> give it to them as something they would I, like. I forgot I thought that, that was, that was a story, yes. Um, so... For that factor alone and, like, everything it was tapping into and kind of coming out of nowhere, I think the first one will always be my, you know, my ultimate favorite. I think this was head and shoulders above season two, and I really like season two. Even for the quibbles that I had with this season, I felt like by the time I got to the end of it and the emotional beats that it managed to hit and just, again, the sheer pace of it and the fun factor of this show, like... There are very few things that are as enjoyable yeah. to just sit through as this is for me. So, uh, and I, I, mean, I, I, I loved and... it. It's not right up there with like my favorite television of the year, but it was a great summer blast. I, like, yeah, in a, in it a, delivered in a me, summer sure. where I mean I don't I don't know maybe there is a, maybe there is something a Spider Man maybe but in a summer that I feel is kind of devoid after after Endgame coming out the summertime I mean very much the, this year in general for movies has been kind of I'm hoping we start to see that change uh, starting this this Thursday night yeah but uh yeah it's been a little bit of a week here I I 
did see uh, Midsommar. You can go listen to a review of that on the movie arc that I recorded with Mr. Sunshine Mayfield. Uh, movie probably might still be playing uh, around you by this point. Maybe not. Uh, approach at your own risk. Real quick. Just want to tease a couple things, and we got to get out of here. Go for okay. it. So, we both love Stranger Things 3. Go watch it if you haven't already. If you hadn't watched it, why are you still listening? We told you not to. Okay. Um, the Terror, which I did not watch any of the first season. It's the AMC show. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Looked amazing, but I just I never made time for it. It's on Hulu now, so I kind of want to catch up. But season two, it's an anthology series. Season two, which is set in a Japanese internment camp uh, during World War II starts August 12th and stars one Miss Christina Rodlow oh. from Too Old to Die Young, among many other uh, actors and actresses. Uh, George Takei, or Takai is on there, I believe, as well, and a lot of other people that are like would-be first-time discoveries for me for the most part. So I kind of want to just jump into that one, and I may start trying to watch the first season, uh, but that's something I'm excited for. The other two big things in August that we will probably actually discuss on here at some point. Mindhunter Season 2 drops August 16th. I was so pissed Apparently, off by, go ahead. by PlayStation. Because, like, you ever go to your thing where you can pick what, what you're going to do and it has other titles that are up there? When yeah. you go into PlayStation, you go to the video stuff. Yeah. It had Mindhunter up there. And I hadn't been, I have not been paying attention to anything with release. You already thought like it was out. No, I didn't think it was out. Like I because I knew I knew it was coming later in August. I knew that much. Okay. So I go click on it and it's on there and all it says is it's confirmed. There's another season. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why are you like being brought? I don't know what algorithm puts that in front of me. If it's stuff I've you know watched on Netflix that the PlayStation decides to show me before I launch an app. But I was just like, what is this bullshit? But I'm definitely gonna rewatch that first season before season two because. I don't know if I mentioned it. I watched one and two of Stranger Things, like literally three days before this came out. So I was primed to like. I didn't rewatch any of it. And I thought it was great. I had never no. See, I had never done it. I've only ever watched them one time. Season one and two are only one goes for me. So I Same wanted to here. watch them. I thought you watched two again. I thought you said you watched two like twice. No. Oh, okay. I started to rewatch it with Veronica, and she lost interest. So yeah. There's other stuff, man. Just a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, the other thing, uh, just two days later, first episode of Righteous Gemstones drops, which oh, we yeah. will definitely, maybe probably won't be covering it week to week, but we'll definitely have thoughts on it whenever it wraps up. And, and I've definitely uh, got to get my buddy who was yes, in an episode have, on mic. Yes. Hopefully he will be so, nice enough to talk to me about it. We look forward to that. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and say it right now. Uh, Mid-August, a little package is going to arrive. Double Dragon, the animated series. What? I pre-ordered it from Amazon. Fuck yeah! They're finally putting it out on DVD. Probably nobody gives a shit about this show, but the plan is for you and I to watch all of it. I think it's only like 16 episodes. Probably, yeah. I don't even know. Um, we'll have to do another I Come Down Here for the we'll, Weekend thing. Yeah, we will literally like binge you know, two episodes, record an episode. Binge two, record. Yeah, no, yeah. let's do it. I'm uh, serious. But yeah. We're going to do that as a little nostalgia trip back to the 90s and our childhood. And then maybe at the end of that, we'll jump over to the movie arc and revisit the movie with uh, fresh eyes. So, uh, yeah, 
That was the big thing I was teasing. Was awesome, Nobody dude. cares. I, I know. Uh, Double Dragon, the animated series. I don't know what we're calling the podcast, but Gavin and I will be tackling that. I do want to say before we close out here, earlier this week, Bending Not Breaking ended uh, its first season with a epic two-part oh. finale. Okay, you said they it was ending, be... and I was like, they yeah. can't have done all the shows. Like, no, it's like they did the first shows. season, okay. and they will be back in the fall. So the aforementioned Righteous Gemstones and Mindhunter will be talking about those sometime August, September. Uh, and we'll have whatever this Double Dragon thing's going to be. we got to talk about it a little bit more. I just kind of sprung it on you on mic. Uh, we'll have all that running, and then I think their plan is to come back like somewhere around October. Basically, when we're getting busy with our October output over on the movie arc, they'll come back in, and uh, we'll, we'll have more pending, not breaking. So it's not going anywhere, but I just wanted to give a big hats off to them. They did 20 episodes, very in-depth, very thoughtful commentary on that first season. If you haven't checked it out, go go just scroll back up in this feed and, and check it out. Uh and I would encourage people also, if you, even if you have not watched Avatar The Last Airbender, it's still worth your time. They do a great job of breaking down and letting you know everything you need to know plot and character-wise. So, uh, hats off to Mr. Sunshine Mayfield and Mr. Ben Pruitt. Thank you for your output. Uh, Gavin and I will do our best to keep something going on the TV arc in the interim before Season 2 of Bending Not Breaking starts. But until next time, when I don't know what we'll be discussing, but we'll be back here at some point... Um, I have been Noah. And I have been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. Just remember, say your thing. Keep the door three inches open. Oh, open three inches, but I I thought you were going to say one summer can change everything. No, I was like, I I, I thought you were wanting me to go with, you don't tug on Superman's cape, you don't spit into the wind, you don't poke the mask of the old, old ranger. And you don't you don't around. pull the mask pull off the, mask, the old pull, long ranger pull the mask off the old lone ranger and jesus you don't christ he's like them. your fucking your superhero and you don't even know his song i do know his song yeah. it's real music it's cat stevens come on man <laughs> okay i'm sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm, I leaving know, I I'm leaving that in i'm leaving that in and i'm gonna cut I, the laughter i know Nobody's it's fucking jim know. croce are you kidding me we're done Dino.